Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Well, the Checky family's been making wines in Tuscany for four generations. Andrea Checky not only maintains the family's commitment to quality and value, he also was the pioneer of the Marema growing area in Tuscany, where he's growing some tasty Vermentino. I talked about all of this and more with Andrea at Piccolo Stonio, 464 North Halstead in Chicago, in this episode of The Honest Poor. This episode of The Honest Poor is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Poor. I'm John Lennart. Joining me today is Andrea Checky of uh, Checky in Tuscany. Welcome Hi. to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you, John. This is a big time for, for, for Chianti, 300th anniversary. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, yes. Uh, we are very happy about this anniversary. Last year we had the 300th anniversary uh, from the Editto di Cosimo dei Medici. And this historical appellation is so proud uh, from Tuscany because uh, for sure is the most well-known appellation even here in the United States. 300 years, wow. Now your family's been around almost half of that, 125 years, right? Yeah, yeah. Is my family, I represent the fourth generation of my family in the business, and together with my brother Cesare, and my great-grandfather was a palatista, you know, the palate was a, was a consultant uh, late in the 18th uh, centuries, and uh, then he decided to open his own company, and so was uh, founding the, the Czechy. Uh, of course, it's a family business. Czech is not a brand. Czech is a family, first of all. And your father was also very uh, important in uh, the uh, determining DOCG? Yes, of course. Uh, all the generation of my family, they were very much involved in the activity of winemaking, of growing grapes. And particularly, my father was very much interested in the uh, bureaucracy and the appellations of the a Tuscan and in particular appellation that we have. So he was involved in a ministry uh, of Italy where we, can, uh, we could have a very fast develop of the appellation. As you know, in 1990s in Tuscany we had the renaissance of the Tuscan wines because uh, um, before that date in Tuscany we were producing a little bit more quantity and so at that time, we decided to have a big change. So all the producers, they were investing money and time in time to develop a more um, dedicated viticulture, more careful viticulture, and of course, more quality wines. And, and what role did you play in that? I know you played a role in, in some research there, yeah? Well, we are considered um, a very authentic wine producer from the region, but at the same time, we are also um, are considered a family that discover new area production. So together with my brother, <clears throat> we decided to discover a new, I would say, new wine area, which was the Maremma. The Maremma is a, an area inside of the Tuscan region, which is on the coast, on the Mediterranean coast, in the south part of the region, in the west-south part of the region. And over there, we have a fantastic climate, very dry, very windy, where we can grow Vermentino grapes and Sangiovese. And what took you to the Maremma? Maremma it was in a wild area, and before was an area where we grew, where we used to grow cows, 
we were to cultivate the cereals, uh, horn, and uh, we discovered that over there, because the soil is so rich of uh, sand and that the weather is so dry, we could have uh, a very healthy grapes. And with the techniques that we have now in that winery, we can produce really outstanding white wines and red wines with the very smooth tannins because the soil that we have over there, they are not so rich of calcareous like we have in Chianti Classico. And so even the tannins, they are so, not so green and not so evident like in other aerial productions. Now, when we talk about Chianti Chianti, or, or Tuscany in general, Tuscany is a, a farming area, particularly in Chianti. Correct. How does that tradition of farming affect the wines that are made there? Well, traditional means using the same grapes that we used to use many years ago with the techniques, with the selection, with the care of the selection of clones, the selection of uh, rootstock, the care when we plant a vineyard, a new vineyard, uh, with the right density in terms to have a very small production per plant. So traditional doesn't mean antiques and old style red or white wines. Traditional means to have an identity of the historical background of the region with the right and contemporary styles. That is what we love. We love to let the people enjoy wines that are typical from Tuscany uh, with the right palate that we, we need to have today. Let's talk a little bit about the wines you make. Well, here in front of us, uh, John, we have uh, the Vermentino La Mora that is coming from Marema. It's a, it's a new vintage, it's the vintage of 2016. Uh, is, is, the, is the grape that is very much planted <coughs> on the coast. It means Liguria, Sardinia, and Toscana. And it's a grape that is, um, has a very nice touch of minerality in the mouth. It's very floral, very fruity. And uh, we believe that the white wines from uh, Tuscany must be stainless steel fermented. So we don't want to use for this wine any oak, even for the aging. And so this is uh, it's a very food-friendly white wine, enjoyable also with aperitif. Now in Marema, are you only growing Vermentino or are you growing other varieties there as well? We are the pioneers of the Marema and my father bought a, an estate at the beginning of the 90s and we also produce another wine which is Morellino Riscansano. When we are considered a very authentic wine producer, it means that also we believe very much in appellations. Appellations are very distinctive point of the old world, so it means France, Italy, and Germany, and Spain, and other countries. So we believe that we need to follow the rules that we have, giving the poor identity of each area. So the Sangiovese that we cultivate in Maremma is under the Morellino di Scansano, appellation and is a lovely fruity red wine produced with a very high percentage of Sangiovese. Now I know you, the Czechy family has, do you have, is it six, six uh, properties? Exactly, yes. And each property has its own winery there, yeah? Yes. Why do you do it that way instead of bringing, I mean, it's, you're not very far from one another here. You could obviously produce all at one spot. Why produce on site at each place? Well. Czech is very well known in Italy and uh, has a very um, good reputation in the domestic market because my father always said that if you want to be successful, you must have uh, 
a very <clears throat> good market in the domestic market, first of all, and you have to do just one job. So we are still following this direction that my father said to me and to my brother. And so we decided to have in each estate a good and technological wineries, and first of all, good vineyards, vineyards that can be appreciated like a, like a good garden. So we have a very much care about the vineyards. And we do that because uh, we think that to have a, a good portfolio of wines that we produce, each team inside of the state, they must focus in certain production, and they must be more skilled in the production of, of the grapes that are coming year by year from that state. So that's why we need to have a technological um, vineyards, technological wineries, and a group, and a nice group of people that can understand vintage by vintage. Terrific, and I know that you also just acquired a new property where you're uh, going to be sourcing wine for your uh, Gran Selezione. Exactly, and exactly. Where, where is that property and where will that wine be made? Well, uh, the Gran Selezione is the highest, um, I would say, the highest point of the Chianti Classico. As you know, we have uh, the Gran Selezione the Reserva, and what we call in this country the vintage. So the Grand Selezione represents a, a little part of the appellations, but we decided together with my brother that we can't do any mistake. And so we decided to buy a property in Castellina and Chianti, where we are located, a little bit away from where we are since many, many years. And uh, it's about 20 miles away from where we are located. And uh, it's completely different soil, different pretty uh, altitude. So we are located in the Pliocenic era soil and we moved to a Cretacic soil. It means that we have completely different type of tannins and the altitude makes uh, more um, thin and elegant red wines produced with 100% of Sangiovese. So what we love, we love to let the people enjoy a different taste with a very smooth tannins and with a very nice complexity and length in the mouth. So that will be our Grand Selezione that we launch on this market next year. And that'll be the 2015 vintage, which was a terrific vintage for Chianti. So I'm really looking forward to that. Correct, correct. <clears throat> I, I love 2015 vintage because it was uh, a perfect climate for the Sangiovese. Um, we had a couple of rainfall during the August that we need for the right uh, ripeness of the grapes, and then we have a very warm, windy, and hot um, season. We had a lot of sunny days, and so 2015, from my side, is for sure the best vintage that we had in the last five or six years. Wow, that's outstanding. Before we get into tasting wines, let's learn a little bit about you. I, obviously, family business. Was there pressure on you to get involved in the family business, or did you want to get involved in the family business, and how did that come about? Well. We, we are a very simple person, we are a very simple family, and uh, we believe that uh, all of us, if they, are, if, if they love to be involved in a business, they can do that. And uh, even the next generation, I, I hope that they can be involved uh, in a business. Of course, it's too early to understand, but we are very safe because uh, uh, my brother has a son that actually he's living in Geisenheim in Germany, and he's studying to be a winemaker. So he will be ready, I would say, uh, beginning next year and will be involved in our company. So we are very safe for the fifth generation. Yeah, that's terrific. And how about you? 
How did you get started in the business? Well, I, I was uh, involved in, um, in a viticulture project since the beginning, and I had my master in a degree in Florence, and I had my um, also master degree after the university in, in Piacenza about enology. So I'm always involved in a, at the beginning in winemaking. So it's something that I love. I can't uh, really forget that my beautiful experience that I had year by year. And I have seen in my life how many changes uh, the Tuscan producer they did uh, in the last 30 years. They improved really very much the knowledge and the passion that we, we, we use to make a better wine for the consumer. And how does that make you feel, know that you're making better wines for the consumer? Well, honestly, I've seen so many people that were coming in this business, and I don't see many people escape from this business, because this business is a business that you start to do that, really you understand that it's a world. It's a world of culture, it's a world of uh, emotions. And in fact, I think that today, the wine producer, especially the Italian wine producer, they have to teach and to pass this emotion to the visitor that are coming to see our country. That's very important. So the educational uh, activities must be emphasized even in the future. That's why we decided, together with my brother, to open some um, hospitality places just to invite people, just to let the people see where we make the grapes, where we produce the grapes, where we make the wine. That's very nice. It's a very nice wine emotion. And do you have a favorite vintage, a favorite wine you made? Tell me about that story. My favorite vintage is 1988. I love that vintage. My mother vintage is 1977. Each one of us, they have an own vintage because uh, uh, together with that vintage, <clears throat> we have some remember, some remember of life. So your life is always close to certain vintage. You know. Uh, late 1980s, for me, I, I was young, and I was uh, really appreciated life, and that vintage for sure was the best, one, one of the best vintage of 1980s, and I love because I am keeping bottles of that vintage, and I will enjoy it for the rest of my life. Well, let's taste some wine. Okay. Where do you want to start? Of course, here we have uh, these wines, La Mora. So Lamar is the Vermentino from, from Maremma. From Maremma is the DOC. Vermentino. We produce this wine with 90% of uh, Vermentino, and then we have a touch, uh, 10% of other grapes. We use uh, some, uh, some Chardonnay to make this wine. Of course, we pick separately these two different grapes because Vermentino is a little bit later in uh, ripeness, and the Chardonnay is much, uh, much soon. It's can uh, be ripe very soon. The nose is just an explosion of tropical fruit. Mm. White flower. It's not the fruit, banana. In the mouth is fresh. We love the, the freshness, especially in the white wines. Mm -hmm. This is delicious and wonderful acidity and finishes off with a very nice minerality. Where does that minerality come from? From the Vermentino. The Vermentino yeah. has these major characteristics of the minerality. And in fact, that's why we don't want to use any wood at all because we want to keep this freshness and this, I would say, taste which is the poor taste of Vermentino grape. Mm, that's lovely. And this wine, this wine sells for about $15 US? Yes. Yes. It's available on the market. And we believe that Vermentino will be 
one of the most important white grapes from the center part of Italy. As you know, Vermentino, <coughs> besides Prosecco, is very well known. It's a major grape, so well known in the domestic market. So it will be, for sure, well known also in the international market. And people, people in the U.S. often think uh, a white wine from Italy, and right away they think Pinot Grigio. Um, this Vermentino is just lovely and really something that the American market really ought to be considering when looking at Italian white wines. I think this, this, uh, this grape, this wine in the future can, has, uh, can have a big success, uh, even in the United States market. Mm -hmm. well, that's terrific. What's next? When we talk about Tos Toscany, John, we talk about red wines. And so now we are starting with a Chianti that is called here in this, uh, in this market, regular Chianti. The Chianti is a pretty large area, and uh, uh, this area is uh, start from, um, from Arezzo and is going also to Pisa, but it's an area where the Sangiovese, I would say, was born. And uh, this wine is, uh, the Chianti Cecchi is produced with a very high percentage of uh, Sangiovese, and then we have other uh, autochthonous grapes. So we have Canaiolo and Colorino Toscano. We don't blend this wine with any other international grapes like Merlot, Cabernet, or that. And are those, are those wine, are those grapes uh, vinified separately and then blended later? Of or course, is always, it? always. Because we may have between one week to two weeks of difference of ripeness. Okay. This is um, produced in a vintage 2014. This vintage was a little bit wet, but it's very pleasant because sometimes we also need the wet season. It means that was not dramatically wet, but that this one is a wine that is enjoyable because the tannins, they are not so thick, they are not so present, are very smooth, and that the taste is very clean, mm -hmm. is, very, is very typical of our area. The nose is just loaded with kind of, is it violet? Yes. And cherry and a little bit of like maybe tobacco? Ba tobacco and violet. Also, and we have also the irises. Mm. It drinks beautifully. The fruit is nice and forward out front, but there's still good acidity and, like you said, silky tannin. I think this wine is a perfect with food. It's food-friendly wine, uh, with pasta dishes or with some uh, uh, prosciutto. And fairly readily available. You can get this at most large wine shops. Yes, here is very well known, even in here in Chicago, the, the Chianti Cecchi, uh, we have many customers that they love this, uh, this wine. Yeah, that's, that's delicious for $15. And now we pass to the, the, I would say, the original area of production of Chianti, which so, is so, the Chianti Classico. Yeah, so the Chianti Classico is the region that was originally Chianti, but the, historic. when the historical, home of Chianti, but over time Chianti expanded and that's when we got into the, you know, Italian wine, particularly in Chianti, you know, it wasn't always about uh, making great wines, it was about making a lot of wine. And the Chianti Classico is the region, really the home where the heart of... Well, the Chianti Classico is where the Chianti was born. And uh, this was the first appellation in 1966. And uh, in Chianti Classico, we have four CTO that they bring the name Chianti, which are Castellina and Chianti, Greve and Chianti, Gaiola and Chianti, and Rad and Chianti. So this part of the Tuscany 
represent the historical area where we produce wines and Chianti since uh, many, many centuries. Uh, and, and Czechy is in, in, in uh, Castellino, yeah? Yes, my family, the Czechy family, is located in Castellino and Chianti. Uh, we, we love that place. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a very warm area compared to the other one. Uh, we have about uh, 200 meters uh, of level on the, on the seaside, and uh, we have a lot of sun. It's very windy, and uh, I think Castellina is uh, one of the major areas inside of Chianti Classico where we produce uh, uh, the, the wine, the Chianti Classico. Uh, I love also the other area production, but what I love is that all of these four or five different areas, they have a very distinctive uh, production. So I hope that in the next future we can identify the different area even on a wine list of the restaurant. Interesting. Um, one of the things I find great about the, uh, the Czechy wines is you have a little map of, of Tuscany on the back and you can see from where in the region the wines are made. So if you look at the back of say the Chianti you see the the large Chianti region or the Marema uh, for the Lamora Vermentino in the in the in the southwest of the of the region, and then how much smaller the Chianti Classico is um, of a region compared to Chianti. Um, how would you say? What would you say you find in, is the difference between the Chianti and the Chianti Classico? Well, the structure of the Chianti Classico is a little bit more. Complex is uh, even if the tannins they are not so aggressive. Um, the complexity of this wine is uh, unique. Uh, the balance is in there. And that is also because the crop that we have in our vineyards is less than what we have in the Chianti areas. And they, of course, the soil makes a big difference also because we have very calcareous soils over there, and that helps in terms to have a a longer aftermouth taste. That mm -hmm. helps very much. I think that um, the Chianti Classico, which is aged for 12 months in big cash and barriques, has a nice uh, flavor, uh, complexity, and, and longevity mm -hmm. in, the, in the bottle. A little more complex than the Chianti. Not quite as fruit forward, but the fruit is still there. It's still wonderfully balanced, but slightly earthier, which I like. I prefer that. The tannins are a little more grippy and uh, good acid, just a little more complex all around and really a delicious wine. It's a very, it's lovely wine. It's a, it's a wine that you are never tired to enjoy with the, with the Italian food or with other foods because this wine can be uh, appreciated with the food or also when, uh, when you have a, a glass of wine in the evening uh, because that has a good balance between the alcohol, which is not too heavy, and distractor. When you're at home, is this the kind of wine you drink? Well, honestly, the Chianti Classico is one of my favorites. And when, when, when you're drinking this at home, what, what, do, you, what do you want to eat with this, this wine? Uh, well, with this, I, I love uh, to have the ossobuco, the ossobuco mm -hmm. with broccoli. Uh, in, in Tuscany, we have a very simple kitchen, and uh, we love uh, very much to uh, have a good ingredients and nice ingredients. We don't have a lot of cream, but we have uh, extra virgin olive oil that helps. So we use the extra virgin olive oil when it's young for the salad and when it's a little bit more 
we'll say age, few months or one year for the fish. Before we get to the last wine, tell me what the heart, the soul of Czechy wines are. Our personality is very, very deep personality in terms that since many years we decided to make uh, international style wines and uh, very typical, typical wines from our region. So we want to be uh, happy to let the people enjoy what we produce uh, since centuries in our region. And this is an example, the Reserva di Famiglia, which is a Chianti Classico Reserva, is a right example that is, is, is an identity of what I said before. And uh, what was the price of the Chianti Classico? $17 is for the Chianti Classico Cecchi. Wow, that, that's again, terrific, terrific value in, in, in wine. And now we have the Chianti Classico Reserva di Famiglia, which is a, a, a vineyard project. So this wine is coming from a single vineyard, uh, we have two different grapes. We have 90% of Sangiovese, 10% of Cabernet Sauvignon. So we have Vigneto La Piaggia, Vigneto La Gavina in our state where we produce this wine. And we produce less than 8,000 cases by six each vintage of this wine. We produce this wine since the vintage 1987. That was uh, the first vintage that we made Reserva di Famiglia. And we never changed the cepage and we never changed the, the way of aging. So this is a very, uh, we say, historical project of winemaking. This wine sees some oak, obviously. How long on oak? It's 12 months. 12, 12 14 months, depends the vintage. Depends that uh, we taste each barrel before the bottling. French oak? French oak, French yes, oak. we use French oak. Uh, for the other one, for the Chianti Classico, we use also a big cache of Slavonian oak. Slavonian oak is very nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, we love uh, big barrels. We love. Uh, 27 hectoliters wooden barrels for the Chianti Classico, the aging. The Sangiovese can age very well also in big cash. Terrific. Let's give the Reserva de Family a taste. Wow. That's complex. That's much more, much more structure and backbone. We are very proud because we opened this bottle a few probably one hour ago, and now is developing very well. So wine, this wine is coming from the vintage 2013. It was a great vintage in Tuscany, I would say in Italy. And of course it takes time before to be open, especially in the bouquet. Now it's fantastic. And you see that this wine has uh, the, the, the same characteristics that we found also in the other wines, so the freshness. The pretty, the pretty acidity, which is soft, but it isn't there. Mm-hmm. Lovely. That's delicious and long. Just keeps going. I'm noticing on uh, the Chianti Classico and the Reserva this little label with the black rooster. Tell me yes. about that. Yes. We love the black rooster. Represent our historical background of the area of Chianti Classico. And we have all, an old legend about the rooster that was used to make the border between the county of Florence and the county of, Flo of Siena. What's that story? Well, they decided, uh, the cities of Florence and Siena, they decided to, to leave a cork, a, a rooster, uh, in the morning very early, from the same way, so starting from the two different cities, and when the two corks they were meeting, that was considered the border between the two counties. This is a legend, and we have a paint in the Salone del Cinquecento at uh, 
Palazzo Vecchio in Florence that makes the history of this rooster. That's why this <coughs> rooster is considered the um, uh, considered the, 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 the distinctive stamp of this appellation. So if you see a bottle with a little black rooster stamp, you know that's Chianti Classico. Correct. One last question. I, I, I know that you said you have um, your, your family's involved with hospitality. At, is that at all, all of your sites around Tuscany? Yes, or? yes. You can, you can see our website. We have hospitality people. We can invite people to see uh, where we produce our grapes, our wines, and we are more than pleased to let them taste the, our wines in our places. Because I think that the Tuscan wine, they can be appreciated, coming and seeing exactly where we produce the wines. Well, I know I, for one, next time I'm in Tuscany, I'm going to be coming to visit uh, at least one of the Czechy properties, if not all of them. Thank you. Andrea, it was a pleasure to meet you. It was a pleasure to taste your wines. Um, I think they represent outstand not only outstanding quality, but outstanding value. Thank you so much for your time. Salute. Salute. Grazie. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpourpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. 